Welcome back to another episode of New Head, where we learn to live in the present moment. How are you doing? How has your week been? I hope you're keeping well and taking care of yourself. After my staycation, I've had a great week, lots of energy, and just in a good space to be able to see things clearly. I hope you're finding ways to take care of your emotional and mental well-being. If you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Dorothy Ooko, and when I'm not doing my full-time job in communications, I facilitate a course at Google called Search Inside Yourself. I have wanted to share about the joys of being present and what this means to me as a spiritual and spirit-filled African. Today's quote is from Aristotle. Anybody can become angry. That's easy. But to be angry with the right person and to the right degree and at the right time and for the right purpose and in the right way, that's not within everybody's power and is not easy. End of quote. Now that will be our introduction to our session today where we are talking about emotional intelligence. I'm truly excited about our show today where we navigate life together as usual. And as is our practice, let's take a moment to fully arrive by doing a few breathing exercises. Give yourself permission to allow this moment to be exactly as it is and allow yourself to be exactly as you are. So let's practice together by being aware of the next three breaths. We will breathe in through the nose to a count of six. We will hold our breath to a count of two. And we will let out the breath slowly through the mouth to a count of eight. Let's begin. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out slowly through the mouth. Breathe in, hold, breathe out slowly through the mouth. Breathe in. Hold, breathe out slowly through the mouth. Now let your breathing return to its normal rhythm. Breathing in, breathing out, letting your breath guide you. Letting your breath lead you 
not controlling anything. Where do you feel the sensation of your breathing strongly? Is it on your chest? Which moves up and down as you breathe? Or is it on your belly? Which expands and contracts as you breathe in? Wherever that area is, focus on it for a few breaths and feel each breath. The goal is to be with each breath. Your mind may wander and you may lose touch with your breathing. That's okay. Simply notice that your mind has wandered and then bring your focus back to the breathing. Don't fight your mind. Gently, kindly, non-judgmentally, bring your mind back to the breath. Now gently open your eyes. The goal of our mindfulness practice is simply to experience life as it unfolds in the present moment. Now that we have fully arrived and that we are in the present moment, Let's continue with our session on emotional intelligence. I am super grateful that Luna, who we talked with last week, agreed to join me today to continue with the conversation. Luna. You are a psychologist, a certified coach at Bloom Consulting Services, and you're currently a doctoral student in clinical psychology at USIU. Let me start by asking yes. you, what is emotional intelligence? Okay. Emotional intelligence, in the simplest terms, has to do with emotions. So being able to understand your own emotions, being able to manage your own emotions, being able to use your own emotions, okay? You as, and of those of, of the other people around you in very positive ways. Right. So it's important yes. to understand yourself, what your emotions, yes. as well as understanding <clears throat> other people's emotions. Yes. Right. So know how you feel know what the emotions you're feeling mean. For example, does this mean I am angry? Does this mean I am hurt? Does this mean I am frustrated? And then you know how these emotions can affect those who are around you. Right. And why is it, um, why is it important for us to develop it? I mean, everyone talks about EQ. It's so important to have EQ. Why is it important? 
Okay. When you get to know yourself, because that is what managing your own emotions are, is when you know how to manage yourself, then life around you will be much easier. Okay? Because you can explain who you are and why you are doing the things you're doing, not to other people, but you can explain to yourself and also be in good relationship with those around you. And that's what life is all about. Right. It's about you and those around you. So it's right. very important to be able to be emotionally intelligent. You'll be able to know what you're feeling. You'll be able to know what is around you. You're very aware of what's around you and how it's affecting you and affecting those around you. I love that because I was sharing with a group um, of friends about, you know, mindfulness and they all asked, what is the relationship between mindfulness and emotional intelligence? And I was telling them that mindfulness helps us understand ourselves, helps us mm-hmm. understand our thoughts and mm-hmm. feelings and what is important to us and therefore mm-hmm. helps us in developing this self-awareness that is so important but how mm-hmm. do you as a psychologist and you know in this field feel that we can and other people can develop emotional intelligence okay and that's what brings the relationship between now mindfulness and emotional intelligence mindfulness being in fact it's one of the practices that are very recommended in psychology because oh. you yes it is you are able to you know purposefully focus your attention on on your thoughts on your feelings on or you know the way you're feeling in the present moment and you you accept who you are at that moment without putting any judgment on yourself right. how is this important why is this important because when you when you are aware which again goes back to awareness which is one of the first components in um, emotional intelligence right being self aware Right. So when you are aware of your own feelings, your own uh, emotions, your own thoughts, you can be able to challenge them. You can be able to align them. For example, if let's let's talk about people who are uh, experiencing depression. Most of the time they have thoughts of hopelessness. Okay? And helplessness. Right. So if you become aware of your thoughts and your feelings you're able even to stop yourself and say imagine that is not true why you know maybe you're telling yourself nobody loves me you're able to question yourself is that true is it everybody because you are in the present you are purposely focusing on the emotion in the present right. and so that enhances your well-being because then if you are able to refocus your thoughts your feelings your emotions you enhance your well-being instead wow. of now having a low mood you are able to challenge it and you are you are able to feel differently so it's like you're commanding yourself you know you're in charge right. of yourself right yeah, at that moment yes so uh, and i'm glad you talked about self-awareness as uh being you know one of the first competencies of emotional intelligence would you take us mm. through the other three you know um self regulation and see how that applies to us in you know self management in these times okay so when you are aware when you are self aware that means you are recognizing and understanding how you're feeling at that point and how it's affecting those around you 
you are able to take charge. And so you are rational enough to make decisions that will affect you positively and affect those around you positively. So for example, if you're in a highly charged situation, let's take the, the COVID situation right now right. and all the fear and the tension that is there. If you are aware of yourself, you are able to catch yourself when you're going overboard, when you are overthinking the situation. And so instead of getting into an anxiety mode, you're able to tell yourself no. Maybe you can tell yourself breathe in, breathe out or no, the situation is not that bad or you can even tell yourself yes it's happening but is there something i can do about it so you that means now you are self regulating you are in charge of yourself right. but you cannot take charge of something you are not aware of mm. so you have to be aware of it first before you are able to regulate or to take charge of it right okay right yeah so that's that's the self regulation component Right. And when you are doing this, then it ties in with uh, um the, the 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 skill, the social skills. So you're improving your social skills. If you are able to self-regulate, you're able to it means you are logical and rational when you're making decisions about you and those around you, then it improves your relationships. And so that means your social circles are comfortable being around people who are who know what they are doing. If you are out of order, let me use that word out of order. Maybe you are overreacting, overthinking, over, you know, just doing things overboard. Right. You are not good company. And so when you are uh, emotionally intelligent, one of the things that you are working on as you are aware and 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 getting self-regulated is your social skills. Because the people around you are affected by every emotion, thought or feeling that you have. Okay. Yes. So uh, the, the social skills are very key in uh, in emotional uh, uh, intelligence. And that also ties in with being uh, empathetic because when you are around people, when you know how your emotions affect you and those around you, you become more empathetic. You are able to feel the other person. You know if I react in this way, for example, Dorothy will feel this way. So let me do this. Let me self-regulate. Let me be able to do this so that it, the results that will, will come out of this will affect people positively because emo- emotional intelligence is being able to to actually um, affect people, you and the people around you, in a positive way. Right. So now empathy is able to be developed. You are able to de- diffuse uh, conflict that would would be, for example. Right. For example, if you are going to have a highly a highly charged moment when you self regulate, what will happen? If there was going to be a conflict, then it will be it will be lowered or it will be solved in a different way. Right. So, what will that do? It will keep you in a in a better space. So, even if it's at work, you are more motivated. If it's at home, you are good company. So, you are motiv- more motivated even to start doing uh, things that maybe otherwise you would not have started because of your feelings your thoughts and your emotions right i get it yes and so looking at the importance of social skills how does this mm-hmm. you know what would you know how this manifests itself because a lot of times you're able to say so and so their emotional you know their their EQ is a bit low 
um, <laughs> how does this manifest itself, let's say, in a working situation where one may not be aware, but they're really displaying a lack of emotional intelligence? Okay. When it comes, let's, let, let's take an example of work, for example. Are you able to, are you a team player, for example? Or do your emotions hinder you from gelling in in the, in the team? Maybe every time something is suggested, you just, you, you know, you lash out at people and, and, and you want only your idea to be had and, and you, you are not taking in other people's uh, suggestions. So what do people do? Anytime you speak, they almost like keep quiet. If you are the leader, they'll just be quiet, listen to you. You finish speaking and then later on they'll say, I really wanted to say something, but because uh, I know how she'll react, right. I said nothing. So you see, so what does that do? It distances you from the rest of the team. No one or very few people are willing to work with you. What That can even lead to job losses. Right. Just because you are not able to fit in. There, 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 there are places where we need each other and those skills are very important. Are you able to are you able to take in other people's ideas? Are you able to work with other people? Are you able to feel you empathize with them? Are you able to resolve conflict uh, successfully? Are you able to even um, be concerned uh, with other people? You know, maybe someone hasn't come to work. Are you able to say, oh, what happened? Or are you, are you jumping to conclusions very easily? Oh, they're always, they're always, they're always. So one of the things you will see with someone who is not socially competent Mm-hmm. It's generalizations and distortions. So they jump to conclusions very fast. So you quickly say, oh, she didn't come to work because she's just, you know, she's just a lazy person. So you're not even showing any concern to know that could there have been something? Are you willing to listen to the other point of view, even if you don't take it in? Do you right. have patience yeah, to wait for your turn to share such things? Yes. And, and and I wonder how, because everyone thinks that, you know, the way people think, well, I'm not yeah. like that. I am very, you know, my social skills are very heightened. I'm very self-aware. Mm-hmm. But others who work with us and observers tell a different story. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how can, what are some of the things one can do, you know, a bit of checking in um, with oneself to just know, am I on the right, you know, Am I attuned? Am I, as you're saying, socially competent? What are some of the mm-hmm. things one can do or notice? Because I think everyone thinks that their their emotional intelligence is pretty high. High. Yeah, very true. And most, most of us think highly of ourselves, unless you have a problem. We think very <laughs> highly. Yeah, we think very highly of ourselves. We'll say, I mean, I think I'm, I'm really hardworking. I'm all those nice things. Yeah. yeah. But one of the things that can tell you is the feedback that you get. It may be direct feedback or indirect feedback. Direct feedback is that there are people who are open enough to tell you, hey, yeah, my friend, you almost snap. You know, you, you don't wait for someone to say their opinion. So they'll give you direct feedback. Right. Indirect feedback could be in the way they are responding to the things you're doing. So maybe... Uh, there's a small team that needs to do this and uh, people are volunteering. And once you say, me too, and the, the guys are like, no, I am no, can I get another team? You know, 
can I can I be with someone else? So they are giving you indirect feedback. They are not telling you directly that we do not want to be in your team because of the way you respond or because of the way you react. So being open to that kind of feedback is very important. At the workplace, I always say it's important to have frequent meetings where people are open enough to give feedback, either written or even spoken. Right. So, yeah, you can get that kind of feedback. But also, just as an individual, do you have maybe someone, someone an accountability partner, let me say, someone who can be very open enough to tell you, uh, here, I, the way I see you, uh-uh. no, right. there's something that you need to do. Yeah. So feedback is very important, whether direct or indirect. Right. And being open to yes. that that feedback. I think, as you, as you said, some people are, are, are more open to feedback than others. But just yes. creating space that allows people to be bold enough to tell us, hmm, Luna, I don't think that's the way to go. And yes. having the grace to listen. Yes. And how can we help? I, I think that... It's so important to also develop this in children, you know, in young, in, in kids, just mm-hmm. this idea of being aware. How can we help kids or young ones who are growing to just be also to develop this and to, to be socially competent? Okay. Because children learn a lot by observation, a lot, especially younger ones. Right. They will learn by just looking at what the adult is modeling. So the way this emotional intelligence is modeled or social skills are modeled is very important. So whoever they are living with, whether guardian, parent, caregiver, whoever it is, they should be very aware of themselves and know that what I am displaying, I am modeling it to their younger ones. And so they are watching how I do things. They are watching how I answer back. They are watching my level of patience, not just with me, but also with other people, even with adults. They are watching how I, what language I use. They are watching how I interact, all those. So modeling is very important to young children. But also, they are very teachable. Even if they don't have someone they, that um, is modeling the correct social skills, they are very teachable. Children can actually be taught how to socialize as part of their life skills. Right. And so they can be told this is appropriate, and this is not. Much as it may, may not be the best way, I mean, it may not be the first on the list because we say values are caught, they are not taught. So right. social skills is, is a value that needs to be caught. So they need to see it more often, even as you're teaching them, you should be able to model it, model it so that they can observe and see. But the good thing is also they can learn so you can teach them either by reinforcing what is good when they do something that is very appropriate, a social, they display a social skill that is good. For example, if they share, if they empathize and, and you reinforce it, then it becomes part of them. Fantastic. Oh, Luna, it's yes. always such a joy to chat with you and to learn so much. I think the one thing you've said is, we can learn we can learn to foster this emotional intelligence it's something that we can learn to do and the importance yes. of having people around us who can hold the mirror and show us this we are not doing well and how it's yes. so important to to be self-aware thank you so yes. much 
Thank you, Dorothy. And I will share again your number um, at the end and in the link so people can feel free to call you and, and have a chat with you professionally. Yes. Well, that's all today in No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment. Thanks for listening. Join me again next Tuesday and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Stitcher, and SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. Also, please share the link in your circles. You can also follow me on Instagram, Nohead Podcast, and check the website www.nohead.space. That wraps up what I have for you today. Please take care of yourself and may you learn to listen to your body. May you pay attention to what your body is saying and may you honor your emotional and mental well-being. Till we meet again, take care. Bye-bye. Have a great week.